Everyone knows that the best way to tell a good story is over a good drink. Spirit in a Bottle, Tells and Drinks from Tito's Handmade Vodka, brings them together. In its first ever cocktail book, Tito's offers fans recipes, mixology tips, and a never-before-seen look at its journey from a one-room distillery to becoming America's favorite vodka. Order your copy today at titosvodka.com slash book. Read it and sip with Tito's. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. This week, I was a guest on our newest Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, Curious State, talking about one of my favorite subjects, why we don't say thou anymore. And I got to discuss it in more detail than I've ever done before. So we're playing it for you here today, too. But if you like the format, go check out the rest of the Curious State episodes and subscribe to the show. Doug describes himself as a perpetual fan of the peculiar, and the tidbits you learn will make you the most interesting person at any dinner party. Welcome to 13th Century France. You're standing in the fashion capital of the world, where wide sleeves and flowing dresses adorn fair maidens, and men sport tunics, tight leg hose, and what very much looked like elf shoes. It's an age when eels were sometimes used as currency, jousting was all the rage, and castles pierced the sky. Medieval times were steeped in culture and clad in language that has since gone the way of the dodo. Words like thou were part of everyday language, but today are defunct. So what happened? Often we don't have we don't know why language changes. It's natural and normal and happens whether we like it or not. But with thou, we actually know why. That's Mignon Fogarty, better known by her millions of fans as Grammar Girl. She's going to help us parse through the grammatical treasures of yore and crown our noggins with historical wisdom. I'm Doug Frazier, and thou art listening to Curious State. It started in the 13th century in the French court that English people were sort of emulating the way things were happening in the French aristocrats, where they started using the plural you to refer to high status individuals. They would refer to the king or queen or aristocrats as you instead of thou, using the plural and giving the plural form this sense of status in formality. So they think that's how it started. Fast forward a couple hundred years to the 15th century, and you had become a widespread status pronoun, while thou was reserved for those of low status. Away from the squalor of the streets and inside the home, Thou reversed its role. Instead of being demeaning, it had a sense of intimacy. 
So a wife might refer to her husband as you in public to show, you know, formality, to reflect his status. That show, He's an important person, my husband there, you know, but at home when they're more intimate and just having dinner or whatever, she might refer to him as thou. You wouldn't want to get those mixed up. Can you imagine the horrors of demeaning your husband in public by referring to him as thou? It gets pretty tricky when you're associating thou with class status. So, of course, people started using thou sarcastically, and that orchard of possibility is ripe with insults. I love this. So there's a famous example that's a court case where Sir Walter Raleigh was on trial, and it was in the early 1600s. Silence in the court. And the prosecutor tried to insult him by saying, I thou thee, thou traitor. It means I, I refer to you as thou, you traitor. And that was a deep insult. That stings. Horrible. You don't want to thou someone. And it took on this meaning as a verb, too. I thou thee. It was a verb that meant to call someone thou. <laughs> now that I think about it, actually, it makes me look at Shakespeare in a whole new light. Shakespeare's really interesting because he did use, he didn't do it all the time. He was writing dur- during a time when this was very much in flux, but you can kind of see that he used thou in dialogue when people were speaking to an intimate or an inferior or when they were giving an insult. So you, you, you can't look at it and say he always did it this way or he always did it that way, but there are trends and, and he did still use it in those ways. Outdated insults are the best. So let's take a stroll down insult memory lane where the words are sharp and the cuts are deep also hilarious. Take this example from the 1530 play titled Hicks Corner. Dost thou vow me? I am come of good kin. Or this insult from George Fox's journal, circa 1660. What, you ill-bred clown? Do you thou me? And who can forget this classic insult from noble royalty of insults himself, Shakespeare. This sharp nugget comes from the Tempest. Thou liest, thou lying monkey thou! The Quakers were some of the last people to use thou. They believed in plain speaking and that um, in a level society that no one was better than anyone else. So they really objected to this idea of high status and low status people. And so they refused to refer to anyone as you. They called everyone thou. And so when they went in, so first of all, they were insulting people all the time because they were causing calling high status people (laughs) thou, which the high status people didn't like. But then if they had to go to court for anything, they refused to refer to the judge as you or your honor. No, No status markers at all. And this really ticked off judges who felt like they deserved respect and weren't getting it from the Quakers. So it caused them legal problems as well when they would go to court. I can't imagine the chaos in those courtrooms. <laughs> it feels so just tense just talking about it. I'm like, you see, okay, someone who is a Quaker is walking into the courtroom and people have probably seen this before. And they're like, oh boy, here it comes. 
And I mean, I guess it would be the modern equivalent of going into court and insisting on calling the judge, you jerk or something like that. It was very yeah. offensive. <laughs> You're not going to do well in your case. <laughs> oh, poor Quakers. If only they knew their linguistic wishes would one day come true. While Vow sat comfortably on the menu of popular language, change was bubbling. A new cultural chef was in town, and he had big changes to the menu. The end of Thou was nigh. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Vitito's handmade vodka was ice cold, condensation trickling down the copper metal shaker. It's got to be fresh lime, they drawled. Tart, but balanced. They weren't normally this finicky about cocktail hour. But with Tito's, it had to be perfect. Simple syrup, the final ingredient. The sound of shaking filled the room to the brim. For the perfect pour at next week's book club, try the Tito's Gim Literature. Find the recipe at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar? That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Is that insulting? Or is it sweetly ironic? All of this vowing and Shakespearean scribbles, but nothing can last forever. The linguistic menu was about to get upended. And spoiler alert, thou gets the boot. I think the reason that thou eventually lost the language popularity contest is that in, in England during these times... A middle class was emerging and that hadn't really existed before. And so it got to the point where you couldn't be sure who was your superior, who was your inferior, just by looking at them or maybe knowing them. People were shifting around. And so you, there was a great risk of insulting people by accidentally calling them now. Thou eventually lost its status as an insult. Today we think of thou as being formal. It's elevated language that's nearly defunct, except for a few places. One of them is the Bible. And that's interesting too, because uh, at the time the Bible was written in English, translated, um, thou was already 
kind of archaic. Like at the time, it was it wasn't like the common thing. But the translators, one, were very conservative linguistically, and they were also they were trying to keep the singular and plural distinction that they found in the Greek and Hebrew. Um, that they were translating from, you know, other languages, they have these formal and informal singular and plural pronouns and Greek and Hebrew did, and they were trying to preserve that. So they kept thou. And so then, you know, things like Bible translations, they don't change very often. So it wasn't until sort of the late 1940s, early 1950s that the, the Bible got updated. In the King James Version, they took out most instances of thou except they kept it when they're referring to God. They kept thou for for God. For some reason, it's not entirely clear to me why they did it, but it seems like it was to keep maybe that level, like we want that intimacy with God, that close relationship, which is what thou indicated, or it could be that they thought it was a sign of respect. I'm I'm not 100% sure about that. Outside Holy Scripture, thou creeps out of the shadows from time to time in everyday language. Occasionally, a select few Quakers use it, and so do some folks in northern England and parts of Scotland. Especially in the rural and working class areas, people still use thou, and it it can have different pronunciations, so it can be pronounced thou, the, de, da, but it's thou, and it still exists, and they use it almost as a form of pride of their local dialect in these regions, and sometimes I hear they will use you when speaking to outsiders as a way of showing like you're an outsider. It's the more formal where they use thou, like with with each other as sort of their intimate, we're all part of the group pronoun. And language is about that. It's about showing what what group you belong to. Uh, We use language a lot that way. Do you think thou would ever make a comeback? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't, because I think the drive is almost always to simplify language. So I don't, you you know, I think that that leveling, that bringing everything, you know, from thou and thee and ye and and all that down to you for almost all of them is how language tends to work. It gets simpler over time. I mean, what's fascinating is that this change, this loss of thou also led to us losing the more complicated endings on verbs because there were different verbs that went with thou and you. So it would be thou thinkest, for example, it had those EST endings, thou thinkest, but you think. And so when people stopped saying thou, we also lost thinkest and doest and goest and all those EST verbs. And it's so funny because language change at the time, nobody, there's always someone who doesn't like it, right? So Alexander (laughs) Pope, who was this famous um, writer um, in the, you know, I think it was the 1600s. He hated this. He did not like that we lost these um, different verbs to distinguish between singular and plural. So he insisted on saying you was for a while. He tried to keep the the verbs separate for for you singular and you plural. You can see it in his private letters. So he was visiting a friend, trying to visit a friend who was sick, and he ended up um, speaking with the servants, and the servants told him their sick friend was fine. And so he wrote to his friend, and he said um, he was relieved to hear that you was fine. 
instead of you were fine. And he kept that up for a while. But um, the writings say that his friends, his contemporaries thought, didn't like it. They thought it was ridiculous and vulgar. <laughs> and so he was essentially peer pressured into not doing it anymore. <laughs> Words enter the collective menu of culture like ingredients for expression. Over time, our tastes change and recipes shift to meet the moment. New flavors arrive, sweet on the tongue. Others quickly stale and are discarded, though not always forever. Some words rise like the phoenix and find new life. Most, however, go the way of thou, becoming timestamps of days gone, distant signals from the past reminding us that, like ourselves, our words also have an expiration. But... That's not stopping Mignon from trying to resurrect one of her favorite words of days gone by. Mubble fubbles. So mubble fubbles <laughs> used to be how a word for being depressed or melancholy. So they would say, oh, he has the mubble fubbles. And I think we should bring that one back. That's great. <laughs> it, it cheers you up instantly when you it say does. it. You can't be down when you say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Mignon's incredible Grammar Girl resources, including her books and online courses, and subscribe to the Grammar Girl podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email me at curious at quickanddirtytips.com. If you prefer talking over typing, leave me a voicemail at 757-541-8471. For more information about the show and where you can find us across the internet, Check out our show notes or visit quickanddirtytips.com. Special thanks to the Quick and Dirty Tips team, Adam Cecil, our audience development and podcast manager, Morgan Christensen, podcast and advertising operations specialist, Davina Tomlin, marketing and publicity assistant, and our trusty intern, Brendan Pika. Curious State is hosted and produced by me, Doug Frazier, for the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, which is a division of Macmillan Publishers in partnership with Mignon Fogarty, Inc. Until next time, stay curious. Everyone knows that the best way to tell a good story is over a good drink. Spirit in a Bottle, Tells and Drinks from Tito's Handmade Vodka, brings them together. In its first ever cocktail book, Tito's offers fans recipes, mixology tips, and a never-before-seen look at its journey from a one-room distillery to becoming America's favorite vodka. Order your copy today at titosvodka.com slash book. Read it and sip with Tito's. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.